I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, it's your host at Steedity NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And have me all buddy, me all pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL on the line. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. And uh, do you want to know how I feel about the Packers' chances of winning this week? Mm hmm. Yeah. That the millions and the millions <laughs> of the Packers fans are going to get the W. Oh yeah, thank God you said W there. Yeah, it's a big game. Um, it's the first of the home games. So we've four consecutive home games now over the next five weeks because we have the bye week in week four. So, you know, the Lambeau stats are fairly good. I think the Lions bet us for the first time in like forever in Lambeau last year. So, yeah. you know, and then we avenged when we went to the Lions. So you feeling good about this all in all, Ryan? Uh, I think the thing is... Yeah, Vikings was bad. We've talked about it. We've moved on. I tried to move on. I started looking back again. Got a bit depressed. Looked forward again. And I am now at the point where I think you have to ignore all of what happened in the last game to an extent. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of ignore the fact that if you look at how we just line up straight up against the Lions, they sort of, you know, outscore us on most categories. Um, But actually, I think the biggest factor here is a lot of those players are going to come off last week feeling quite embarrassed, quite hurt. Um, and I think we're going to go out there with a you know, point to prove. Uh, and you're going to see, you're just going to see something better this week. Plus as well, it's another week playing together. Um, Jordy, I think, last week uh, was targeted 11 times, only five catches, one touchdown, something like 70-odd yards. This week, you know, I think you're going to see a bit more I I would like to see more rotation on the receivers as well, maybe get some more in there. Maybe just do something a bit different, but I think it's all going to start happening this week. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, definitely hope so. And look, what I love about this is, and from doing, you know, we all do copious amounts of research for the pod, this is the longest continuously running rivalry in the NFL. So there's been no cancelled games since they started playing each other. So in your face, Bears. So we've always said that the Bears aren't really the proper rivalry. The Vikings are closer and the Lions are looking like a damn good team this year. So to give everyone a bit of history because we do our history podcast. Now again, go back onto iTunes and listen to some of those bad boys because A, they're interesting. B, we do a dumper load of work for them. So, you know, don't make us do it for nothing. And three, there's going to be questions when we meet up on the 1st of October in the Hippodrome that are going to be based on these history podcasts so it's in your best interest if you want to win a t-shirt or something like that you know just go back and have a listen they're fun so they first met in 1930 the Lions were known then as the Portsmouth Spartans because they were based in Portsmouth Ohio but then they moved to Detroit in 1934 so they've been division rivals since 1933 but they were actually playing each other before that so they met twice a season since 1932 so since 1932 every single year they've met twice and that makes it the longest continuously running rivalry. So there's been 173 meetings. So we've seen this year, Ryan, didn't we, between the Bears and the Packers. The Packers have the chance to catch up this year on the Bears. Like, that's not going to happen anytime soon for the Packers and Lions in a good way. Because the Packers have won 98. They've lost 63 to the Lions and they've tied seven games. And in the postseason, Green Bay lovingly are 2-0 over the Lions, which is what we want to hear. Largest uh, mm-hmm. victory, 50-7 to to the Packers in 1940. So do you reckon we can do it again in 2016, get a 50 burger? I reckon we can. I reckon we can. And 
maybe not this game, but maybe next time we play them, let's do it in their house instead. I think you'll see this week probably, I, I would say, I'm confident that we win because I think we've got to prove something. Mm. I don't think it's going to be spectacular, but I think you'll see enough pressure on on the team to sort of have made a difference. But I think it will be close. And we ran a poll, didn't we, just just right before we came on. We, uh, we've had way over, you know, way over 100 votes on that. And 51% of our followers think that the Packers just edged this one. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and sort of some going for the big win. Uh, maybe that's just the green and gold goggles on there. But, you know, I'd love us to go in there and, and get the 50-burger up. That'd be great. It, you know, it's easy to watch touchdowns all night. But mm. we love our heart attack pack, so what, why not? Oh, why yeah. not have it? You see, you're sort of you're talking about the mental aspect there, and I'll put it to you that the Lions will also go in with a chip on their shoulder because that that loss to Tennessee last week was embarrassing. I mean, to be winning yep. right up to the end and get pipped to it again. I mean, it had to have brought back memories of that Hail Mary play, which was excellent for us. But like, we know how painful that is, right? Because when we played the Seahawks, and um, you know, we lost to that touchception or inter touchdown or whatever you want to call it. You know, that embarrassing play where the Seahawks pipped us with the replacement refs. I mean, it brings back pain, right? So do you think that that's going to be a factor right here, that the Lions are going to be coming out thinking, you know, we can get over it not having Megatron. We don't need him, and that's not why we lost, and we're not going to lose a close game again. Because historically, if my research serves me right, now again, I don't have it written down, I just kind of remember reading it somewhere, that this is the lowest scoring rivalry over the last two years. I think the last two years, the only thing that's differentiated these teams is maybe six points. Something like that, if that sounds right. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't tell us that there's going to be a big scoring game. So it looks like one team will edge the other. So do you reckon the Lions are going to be pretty annoyed? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, every team should be playing with a chip on its shoulder because it's how you get a performance out of your players. Um, You've you got to play angry. You've got to play like you've got a point to prove every single week. Uh, but there's, there's two things, if you want to look closely at the Lions now, that I think highlight an advantage for us. One of those is Amir Abdullah's been put on IR. Yeah. Okay, so you talked about they've obviously, from last year anyway, they've lost uh, Megatron. Going into this year, they decided their starting running back is Abdullah. Looked pretty good in the first week. Uh, now he's on IR. So that makes a difference. Theo Riddick's probably the next man up, I would think, that's going to take the bulk of carries. Our run defense has been good anyway. So mm. whilst that's sort of a disadvantage to them, I think, you know, based on the first two weeks, we've proved we can stop the run. The other one that I think we need to mention is the Lions were penalised 17 times last week against the Titans. Wow. So if we can get Aaron Rodgers doing his bit where, you know, he's catching that guy going off for the substitution as he snaps the ball, if he can use the hard count to get people to jump over the line, all the little tricks that he does, if he can get that, let's, I don't know if we want to call it mojo back, where he starts doing that and he starts really playing on the lines they could be the kind of team we could really destroy. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, another factor that's going to come into this as well is that the Lions defensively at the moment are 26th. So if there's anything, you know, if there's any team that the Packers could come back against, it's it's a defense that's 26th in the league. We're 11th. And even better than that, I mean, well, we'll go into some of the stats later, but it's interesting that you mentioned Amir Abdullah. I mean, placed on IR with foot surgery. And as you say, Theo Riddick is going to take the RB1 spot. He's a dangerous character. He led the NFL last year. He was number one in receptions by a running back. Um, so like this guy's pass catching ability is unbelievable. He had 80 receptions last year. So where the Packers have struggled is, you know, pass defense. 
So I think this is going to be a pretty tricky night if we let that get away from us again. Because Theo Riddick will come out of the backfield. You know, he's basically Randall Cobb. You know, he can come out of the backfield um, and catch those passes. So I think we need to be careful there. Um, because, let's face it, the Lions this year have shown that they're a passing attack. They haven't really used their running backs. And wide receiver Marvin Jones has been Matt Stafford's kind of go-to guy, you know. And they also have Golden Tate there. And he's starting to come out of the woodwork. I mean... I predicted this a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Lions and I, I took some heat over it, right? People, what are you talking about? I was saying that the Lions are better without Megatron. And people are like, what? Like, he's he's the wide receiver of the century. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, hold on, relax. And I took this straight from Bruce Lee, right? Bruce, my good old buddy old pal Bruce Lee once said to me, right? He said, he had this philosophy in Jeet I'm sorry, I'm getting a bit off topic, but he had this philosophy in Jeet Kune Do, and it's, applic- it's applicable here, right? If a dude attacks you with a knife... He's too focused on the knife. So you have your your arms and your elbows and your hands and your you can headbutt him, you can kick him, you can knee him. You can hit him with your arse if you want to. Where this guy's focused on his knife. And that's exactly the way the lines were with Megatron. Is that if all broke down, Megatron would simply just, you know, just go to Megatron. Matt Stafford would, right? So I think that now that they have to spread the ball around more, they are. And I mean, in the last game, eight catches for 118 yards against Tennessee, Marvin Jones. I mean, you know, that's a that's a fantastic performance. So I think pass attack is where we have to stop them. And that's where we've struggled. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice point. I liked that one. I like some of them stats you're just bringing up. You're just, you're just rocking out that all-out podcast researcher knowledge now, aren't you? Oh, that's all That's all from my own head, Ryan. That's all from my own face. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course, because you haven't got a team of researchers back there. No, no? I don't. No, they're not, I do not no? have a family from abroad who's living illegally in my spare room researching <laughs> this stuff. Oh, okay. So I can be pretty confident with your impossible question. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, better bring that up now. Better bring up the other possible question. It's actually in a different language because of uh, my research. So I'm going to ask it to you in an Eastern European language. Have you noticed how we've gone completely off topic? Oh, yeah. That's how we it was mainly just because I was stalling so I can think about my answer, you see. <laughs> so it's all, just, it's all just radio tactics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it is. You're absolutely right. I think it almost gives the chance now for the Lions to sort of have this rebirth. Yeah. Okay, so they they get rid of this guy that's been the focus. Everybody spoke about the lines. I mean, nobody, you know, people sort of went, oh, yeah, Stafford, he's got a great arm. Nobody else knew any other receivers on the team. Um, you know, if they lost, it was because they didn't get the ball to, <laughs> to Megatron enough. And if they won, it's because Megatron was amazing, you know. So <laughs> it gives them the chance to have that rebirth and sort of other, other people get involved, have a different game plan that doesn't solely revolve around that one guy. I mean, I used to love that meme that, that we, you know, I don't, I don't know who put it out there, but the PlayStation controller, the Lions PlayStation controller, yeah, and it just says on it every button, throw the ball to Calvin. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the it's, second one actually. The other one is uh, it's Matt Stafford kneeling down, and all these players are around him, and he's just saying, "Lads, I'm gonna throw it to Megatron. Just look busy," you know, because that was the only tactic they had. <laughs> and then there was the other one, the Lions playbook was just one page, and it was throw it to Calvin Johnson, like all those jokes, and like that must hurt as a professional athlete, right? I mean, when you know all the jokes about your franchise are the fact that they go to one other player and let me hazard and let me just say that if you're thrown to the one guy all the time like the other guys are not going to develop it's like at work right so you have a good worker on your team you give all your work to him the other people don't get a chance to learn develop make mistakes so that's surely the same way it was in detroit yeah i mean 
I think I think yeah, it's a different team now. And I tell you what, the other people it hurts as well when when somebody like that retires. Not just that team, and not just the other players on the team, but it hurts us as well because we've lost like four or five good good memes that we used to put out there and take them together lines. You know, nobody's thinking about the little guy right now. Oh yeah, I okay. thought you were going to say it hurts us because he was great competition. He challenged our cornerbacks and safeties, and no, there no, were no. better I'm people quite, for him. No, I think I I am quite happy to see the back of Megatron. Yeah, same. So, I don't like him when he used to beat us in triple coverage. That used to really annoy me. The only thing is, if you want to flip that thing round, if you ever lost to the Lions, you go, yeah, well, you know, Megatron had a great game. They oh, haven't yeah. got a Megatron anymore, so we must win this game. And you know what? I, I, I really, truly am confident that you're going to see something a bit different because we cannot continue to do what we've done. I'm going to say the first two games because the Jags game wasn't brilliantly convincing. It was a great fourth down stop on, you know, the last defensive stand. So, yeah. We got to do something different. We've got to have a change in attitude. Players have got to, you know, get them cleats laced up, get them pads on, and go out there and do it. Because unfortunately, once those guys go across the whitewash, it's them that's got to perform. Okay, so I think, like I said at the start, I think they're going to be hurt by what happened last week. The media will have, you know, piled in on them as they, as they do. Yeah. Uh, the fans will have, you know, all had their opinions, which you know they're they're perfectly entitled to have. You know, we, we were a bit down on it as well at times. But now I think it's a time every single one of us, we all, we all club together here, get the green and gold on, and we go out there and get the win. Oh, yeah. Because people have been massacring the team all week. We've seen it. I mean, we try to say, stay pretty objective, you know? Like, you, you can be disappointed. And even if you read some of the stuff and listen to some of the stuff from Packers.com, which is absolutely fantastic journalism now. Um, you know, Mike Spofford's there. Wes Hodkowitz is there. We've had Wes on the, on the podcast. I we mean, love Wes. We do love Wes. We have the T-shirt. So, like, these guys aren't sugarcoating it too much. You know, they're not going, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is great. He's fantastic hair. You know, they're saying, yeah, okay, look, he missed a few passes. I've even seen Leroy Butler on numerous shows breaking down the X's and O's and showing how, you know, Aaron Rodgers missed Trevor Davis, you know, in the slot, and he wasn't even looking for him. He was too focused on trying to get it to Randall Cobb and all this type of gear. So, you know, people have been hard on him. Like, look, what's made the crap list, and maybe you'll add to this, what I've seen... Uh, this week is Mike Mark Mike McCarthy needs to be sacked. Aaron Rodgers needs to be sacked. Aaron Rodgers well, sacked isn't traded. Needs to be traded off. Bring in Brett Hundley. Some guy even suggested Joe Callahan. What the hell is wrong with people? You know, and they're talking about Dom Capers even more. Sure, are you sure that wasn't you? Because you're usually the Irish backer. So was that not you going, Joe Callahan? Let's get him in. <laughs> Team Ireland. Have, have to look after me, old boy from Offaly. Admit it. Admit it. I'm going to look on your Twitter feed now. I do. I am part and president of the Joe Callahan (laughs) Appreciation Society. But no, I would certainly not be looking for Joey to come in and take over from A-Rod. You know, there's just some unbelievable lark going around. You'd swear it was week 17 and we were 0-16, you know. But we're 1-1 and and we're going up against another team that are 1-1. And we do have a lot to prove. But something that I think will have a bearing in this game, Ryan, is going to be the injuries. I mean, everyone got excited when CJ Spiller was being worked out. Uh, They subsequently filled that roster spot with Brian Price, uh, the defensive tackle, and that's because Latroy Guyon has a sprained MCL, so he's out for this game. Uh, Dayton Jones is also out with a knee injury. Sam Shields again, like that's worrying with Sam Shields, isn't it? I mean, he's out seeing outside specialists for that concussion. That does not look good. No, it's it, and it's a shame. I mean, I said a few weeks back, you know, two isn't. People were saying his, his concussion is going to continue to be an issue for him, and something that's going to maybe potentially hinder his career. And I said, you know, two's unlucky 
you know so you can't you can't be susceptible to concussion but maybe i'm wrong you know i mean i'm not a doctor yeah. maybe if you do start to get a couple of hits then they become harder to clear you know i don't know and and, and it is worrying it's something we need to keep an eye on i guess it's to do with fundamentals i think you know because he came out with a quote this week saying oh i tried to take my head out of there <laughs> and you're kind of thinking yeah try a bit harder definitely i i think i mean one that i can put to that is when i when i used to play rugby going back i remember sort of you know going for the tackle out on the wing getting your head on the wrong side, taking a knee to the temple and waking up wondering what your name is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you're absolutely right, sort of the fundamentals of how to tackle properly and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know, it must be hard and everything's going a, a thousand miles an hour around you and you're just trying to make that hit. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, I'm not, not in any way blaming Sam Shields for his own fate because I've seen it in Irish rugby, and I keep harking back to Ireland, but I've seen it in Irish rugby now with Johnny Sexton. He played in France. And that's some smash mouth stuff. And he just kept getting concussed all the time. So, you know, maybe fundamentals, maybe some freak accidents. Just, just you know, lads can be turned out, smack their head against the ground in certain ways. Um, so, yeah, certainly can't blame him for it. But injuries are affecting the Lions as well. I mean, on their defense, which is 26th in the league. Um, they, you know, they have three linemen that are, uh, they sat out practice, I think, yesterday. And three linebackers also that sat out. So, I mean, that's something that could really decide this game if they can't get much pressure on A-Rod who hasn't been doing too well under pressure um, I think that we can really get something out of this game yeah the only thing I'd say about those those uh, guys that you're saying that are sitting out I think a lot more now you're going to see in a, in professional sport in general but especially American football because of that high impact and high speed is you're going to see a lot of teams sitting guys down in the week saving reps saving that wear and tear on the tyres um, and just basically doing some almost like some preventive maintenance on their players, you know, rather than have them every single day in pads. Yeah. You know, have them one day sat on the physio's bench getting the rub down, have them in the ice bath, have them in the hot tubs, whatever it is. You know, sometimes that can be the best training for certain players of maybe certain age, those with a certain, you know, injury history, let's say. Mm. Um, you know, so I think that that's probably the reason that you sometimes see some of those guys sitting. I mean, it'd be lovely if, you know, three or four of their linebackers don't play next week but I think they'll all be there at the start of the game yeah probably I mean it's a big game it's kind of especially in the division if you see that Green Bay looks slightly weakened at some stage you know like now where now I know Jim Caldwell has come out because they put it to Jim Caldwell they said oh what do you think it is slump that Aaron Rodgers is going through do you think he's done and he's like going shut up you know this guy's a he's a future hall of famer he's unbelievable he oozes talent at his ears so you know just stop with this lark now, I don't know if that's a tactic from Jim Caldwell that he's saying to him. He's an all-time great and that gets an Aaron's head again because he's thinking, you know, I'm not playing too well. He even has the expectation I'm going to be great now. I have to try live up to that in some way in this game, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think so. You know, I don't think he's playing mind games. I just think he's giving the opponent respect. And you know what? I think, you know, in your profession, if even if you're up against somebody and you see that they're going through a hard time, I don't think anybody, honestly, as a human, likes to see someone go through that, especially someone as great as Aaron Rodgers. They don't want to see his legacy being tainted, right? Let's face it this way. What would be the best thing to, to spur you on to make sure you had a great game is if the opposition coach or an opposition player says, oh, yeah, this is the end of A-Rod. That's going to make you come out, isn't it? Yeah, you know, if, exactly. If I, if yeah. I heard before a game that some guy's going, oh, that dude's over the hill, he's getting old, one they'd be correct but two <laughs> I'd make sure you know that first chance I got to hit him that first chance I got to you know receive a catch and go past him you know I'd be making sure that I'm, that happens and it happens three or four times a day and then at the end of that game I'd just remind him you know remember when you said so yeah. I think 
yeah, there's probably some respect there, but the last thing you want to do is try and fire somebody up like that. Yeah, you certainly don't want to poke the bear, not with it's Aaron Rodgers, but his stats have been surprising so far. I'm not going to hark on, I'm not going to persecute the guy, but I mean, just to show people kind of what's been going on, that this is not a recent thing. This has been going on a while. This is going to be like, like he's had 12 straight games with a passer rating below 100, and we've been so used to him having crazy passer ratings. Obviously, he's set, I think, the all-time first, definitely, obviously, but uh, I think he holds the fourth best passer rating as well. So 12 straight games with a passer rating of over 100. I mean, that's crazy. He's 22nd in the NFL in passer rating this season, 30th in completion percentage, and 31st in yards per attempt. I mean, Ryan, that's worrying, you know, from the quarterback that we have often relied on to actually carry us over the line because he didn't have a running attack last year and people are saying that we don't really have a running attack this year but I mean if you look at Eddie Lacy he's got 4.3 yards per carry on 26 carries and against Detroit he usually does pretty well so he rushed for 199 yards in the last two games against the Lions so I don't know why everyone's getting on Eddie Lacy saying he still looks out of shape in this I think it sometimes comes down to the play calling and Mike McCarthy's taken some heat this week that his play calling is too vanilla. I mean, would you? do you think it's too early to start pointing fingers at play calling and Aaron Rodgers and Eddie Lacey? Well, I mean, if we're going to talk play calling, I think the problem with the play calling is it's been all too similar. Yeah. You know, when have we seen more than three receivers on the field? You know, last year we used to put out four. Sometimes, you know, I'm sure there's been times in recent history somebody's, you know, gone five wide and nobody in the backfield. You know, that was exciting stuff and it also causes you big problems for the D. The problem was is that in the first two weeks, we've mainly seen the same three receivers in the same sets, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Now, is that stubbornness because we will make this work, it works in practice, we'll make it damn well work in a game? Or, you know, are we not trying? It seems mad to me, sorry, I know I'm jumping points, but it seems mad to me we keep all these receivers on the team. What was it, seven at the start of the year? Jan- Janice, we're on injured, right? Yeah. But, you keep seven receivers and you essentially play the same three over and over. Ty Montgomery hasn't featured as much as we thought he would. Abraderis is a player that I really like and I think he's got pretty sure hands. Like I said before, maybe not electric speed, but he always seems to make space. And I think he's a guy we can rely on. You know, maybe like that. I don't know if we'd call him a possession receiver, but I think he's always a safe bet. Hmm. Um, Trevor Davis, you know, we haven't really seen him much at all, have we so far? And yet, we've continued with the same three guys and not really produced. You know, you look last week and Nelson and Cobb had five receptions each and Devontae Adams had three, you know? Yeah. It's, where's everybody else? Let let everybody play. If it's not working, let's let's cycle the guys in and out. You know, if these guys feel there's somebody right up behind them that's going to come in and start taking their snaps away, maybe you see an increase. But it's It's difficult, Ryan, isn't it? I mean, did they keep seven because they wanted to increase competition in practice? and still want to play three players but like obviously Jordy and Cobb are tacked on so maybe with Adams and say to him you know you mess up you drop too many you're going to be easily replaced but that's not so much of a threat if Aaron Rodgers clearly doesn't trust the other receivers on the roster I mean you know when Leroy Butler was breaking down that play and Cobb was in there and yeah, Jordy was there and um, Trevor Davis was you know he'd made it to the down marker and he was free and open and A-Rod had the opportunity but he just would not throw to him and he kept his eyes down on Cobb waiting for Cobb to get open you know and I mean is it prefer is a preference as A-Rod you know has he got the preference for the two boys now and he won't go to the third 
Because we've heard that before, right? That Aaron Rodgers has to really, really trust you before he throws the ball to you, which again baffles you because Adams surely is not earning his trust because like you said on the last podcast, he seems to catch ones he shouldn't and doesn't catch ones that he should. What's going on there? Yeah, I, I mean... I think the thing is, he does have a trust of Everdares because I think, and I can't remember the exact words he used, but I'm pretty sure somebody interviewed him pre-season and, and, you know, he went on and on and on about Everdares. So I think that's a guy trust. I do think, I don't don't know. I don't want to be the guy that blames the coach and I don't want to be the guy that blames the quarterback. There's obviously a bit of everything going on here. There's there's going to be lots of, like generally when you look at an issue, whether it be in the workplace, whether it be in sport, you see the issue and the issue is the very small bit. Underneath that and bubbling away where you can't see a bit like the iceberg type picture is that all those different other reasons that contribute into that bit that you can see. And I think the problem is at the moment, we can only speculate as to what all the causes are for the issue that we're seeing. Mm. Okay. So... I don't think it's any one reason, okay? So I don't think it's suddenly the play calling's bad. I don't think it's suddenly McCarthy and Rodgers have had a fallout. I don't think it's suddenly Rodgers became a bad player overnight. You know, I don't think Rodgers is pissed off because Josh Sitton left town. You know, it's it's not any one reason. But is it a whole bunch of reasons that are all caused? That's, that's what it's going to be. And practice is going to sort them out one by one. Continuing to play will sort them out by one, one by one. And eventually we will get there. Um, obviously, in American football, it's not baseball, it's not basketball. There's not 100,000 games to play for a season. Hmm. There's only 16 regular season games. And so we've got to get it together quicker. Yeah, do you know what? I have to agree. I think it's a multitude of reasons and it's just like a, a sort of a perfect storm. But I'd like to remind people, I mean, the first game, you're all, you're obviously going to be rusty. They were playing in Jacksonville. They're playing in incredible heat. I mean, don't forget... But some of those punt returns, they were just left. And the reason they were left was because he couldn't see the ball. I mean, Hyde was turning around saying to the refs, I can't see it. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to try catch it if I can't see it. Because that's going to result in a fumble. And, you know, the punts were pretty good. They were, you know, really close to our end zone. So, I mean, you're not going to try catch that and fumble the ball and then let them go in for a score because they're definitely going to get three if they don't. You know, you're really relying on your defense there, especially mm-hmm. in those hot conditions. So you can write that game off to a degree and we got the W, so we're happy. And then against the Vikings, like we said last week, we have to stress they're one of the best defenses in the NFL. And Sam Bradford, he had an unbelievable game. I mean, some of the throws that he was doing to Stephon Diggs was just incredible. And I just think it was a perfect storm of him being completely on his game and Stephon Diggs having just a breakout game as well. Now, he's good, but he doesn't look like the the game changer to me. He's a late round, you know, low draft pick uh, that was brought in that nobody expected and he's after breaking out so I just think that was a perfect storm between Bradford and him and remind people again we lost by three points and we had maybe two or three possessions where we should have punched it in for a touchdown or at least got the field goal to tie the game so against one of the best defenses in the NFL against a quarterback and a wide receiver who have so much chemistry they're like a 70 year old married couple you know they're he, they're feeding each other porridge and you know putting each other's false teeth in a damn glass I mean that's how much chemistry these dudes had so i don't think that's out the sniff at here the fact that we lost by only three points and people are moaning that we didn't go for it uh, the field goal and that we went for it on you know 
on that fourth down. But I mean, you know, you have to shut your face there too because it was against the cards in the playoffs that everyone was saying, oh, they should have went for it there, idiots. Why didn't they? And you're kind of thinking, come on. I mean, what do you want? Don't don't be hypocrites, you know? Everything, yeah, everything's easy in hindsight. Let's let's get this thing back, right? So we've decided it's going to be positive. This is time for the positive bit now, okay? Because I feel like we're bringing it around slowly. We've, we've had a good, we've had a bit of a moan. Yeah. And now we're bringing it around because we're going to get this W. So... I'm going to ask you then, who are you going to put down for your first touchdown scorer? First touchdown scorer, I think, is going to be Jordy Nelson. Look, he's got two touchdowns so far. He's averaging 10 yards a catch, and I think he's going to break them open because the defense isn't good. Um, You're going to go for something mental, are you? Like a defensive touchdown or something crazy. Come on, hit me with it. Who's going to be your first touchdown scorer? (laughs) No, I'm going to go actually quite simple and boring. I'm going to work out that we work out that Jared Cook is a red zone threat and he's going to be our first touchdown scorer. Oh, yeah, he's lightning. He's lights out. Yeah. So there we go. I don't, I don't know what, you know, I don't gamble, but I'd like to know what the odds are. We'll see who wins. We'll put a pound on it for London, okay? Yeah, and I mean, look, let, let's or talk a euro. about... A euro, <laughs> yeah, which is worth £4.50. So let's break it down and let's let's give reasons why the Packers will win, right? My reasons would be is that we've got a, an absolutely lights-out defense. We're going to get unbelievable pressure on Matt Stafford. I mean, against Matt Stafford, and I think that guy is going to be, you know, he's going to put up some points. He's going to play incredible this season. But his quarterback rating when he's not pressured is 108.5. It's ridiculous. He's only been pressured on 23% of his dropbacks, which again is ridiculous because his O-line is young. No one expected him to do a whole lot. But they have not met the Packers yet. And I wouldn't mind. I mean, if he's only getting pressured on 23% of his dropbacks, well, then how are they 1-1? One one? Why, are why aren't they 2-0? You know, that doesn't make any sense. So when he's pressured, his quarterback rating drops to 69.9. And herein lies the problem, right? Our front seven are getting so much pressure on their quarterback. It's making him air it out and air it out early. It's only a matter of time before we start getting more takeaways. Because in effect... If you're really good in the front, you put more pressure on your secondary. If you're really good in the secondary and not in your front, well, then you put more pressure on the front because, you know, they can't withstand the run. But our run defense is unbelievable. So I think it's only a matter of time before we start getting more takeaways. And, I mean, you know, because we've only got one this season. Out of all of the... Like, we were saying, oh, our cornerbacks and safeties were so deep. You know, and you're kind of thinking... Well, yeah, but, you know, and these guys can ball, these guys can play. I mean, look, Clinton Dix, we have that joke, 74% of the earth is covered by water, the rest of it's covered by ha-ha Clinton Dix. And that's true, the guy's, a, the guy's an animal. So that's what we need, Ryan, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end on this point. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with two, right? And, and I knew you can end on one point. That's just not possible. No, I'm going to hit you with two. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I'm not going to lead you on. Quinton Rollins. He's the only cornerback in the NFL who, when he's lined up in the slot, has not allowed a single catch. So we've talked about how the Packers play three wide receiver sets. 75% of the Lions' offensive play calls have used the three wide receiver sets. So they're going to be doing it, and they're going to be doing it a lot. Now, if we line up Rollins in the slot, that's where they put Anquan Bolden. Now, again, he hurt us uh, when he played for the Niners a few seasons ago. He's not the same player, he's not fast, and they have Golden Tate and Marvin to do that type of gear, right? So they're going to put Anquan Bolden in the slot. All we have to do is put Rollins in there. Now, Bolden, get this, has averaged one yard per route run in the slot. A yard. 
They're not going anywhere. So what we're going to do is, is we're going to stuff the run. Now they have to depend on the wide receivers. They're going to do three wide receiver sets on 75% of their play so far. That's not going to change. And the reason it's not going to change is, is because their running back is as just as good as a receiver as the other receivers are. So we're going to shut down Bolden, which only gives them two wide receivers. And I think that our secondary are going to make that step up again because they don't have a Stefan Diggs and we're going to stop them. So, right, I'm going to jump in and steal your second point because you just hesitated for a second. So I'm just jumping in and taking it. Oh God, you are fast as a whip. <laughs> uh, right, I'm taking your point anyway. So, what I want people to do this this uh, this week is is we've already spoken about the run D. Um, so, watch Mike Daniels because I think he's a massive part of the run defense at the minute. I think he's a massive reason for the success we're having. And just watch the absolute carnage he produces, play after play after play. Whether it be he's playing as a, a genuine defensive end on the on the sort of on the on the outside of that line, or whether they've almost got him lined up in the middle as a defensive tackle. Yeah. He is time and time and time again consuming maybe two blockers and bursting through that line and maybe hitting a fullback or running, but you know, whatever. He is just tearing it up at the minute. And I think he is you never really notice these guys on the defensive line, really, unless unless they get that tackle for a loss, that sack. But actually, you'll find that most of the work that goes, particularly unnoticed when you're watching it on TV, because you tend to watch the ball and that's natural, but a lot of their work goes unnoticed. But their success up there aids the linebackers on their rush, and it give, and it makes that pass come out quick and hurried if, if the quarterback's being rushed. That helps you secondary, because... The quarterback doesn't have the luxury to wait for his guy to get into space and he either has to consume the hit or he has to throw a ball when he's not quite ready. If he's throwing the ball and he's not quite ready, his feet quite aren't, aren't quite right, that's given us the opportunities. So for me at the minute, one of one of my stars of the first two weeks is definitely Mike Daniels. Yeah, he's ridiculous. He's worth his weight in gold and like that's a lot of gold. A lot of gold. Yeah, he's a heavy dude. So yeah, I mean, my, my final point really, and we'll wrap it up with this and then we'll get on to sort of our score predictions. Is that like I was saying? I mean, Matt Stafford's quarterback rating drops to sixty-nine point nine when he's pressured, and the Packers have the fourth highest grade of pass rush in the NFL. And again, like you say, I mean that that comes down to the to the defensive front. I mean they're ridiculous. So I think we're going to put an awful lot of heat on them. We're going to stuff the run. We're going to make them one-dimensional. We're going to take away their third wide receiver, which leaves them with two. And I think the boys are going to come up with the goods, um, especially in our home. Um, so what what's your score predictions in this game, Sorana? Ah. Uh. I think we edge it. But when I say edge it, I mean we win by 10 points. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Green Bay Packers edging right yeah, there. Yeah, you know, we only... yeah. Look, I don't know. I always like to just go, yeah, we'll win. We'll win big. You know, it's, it's nice to have confidence and brashness about it. But after last week, quite honestly, I'll take a win by a safety at this point. So... A win's a win. I think whatever it is, we get one. But yeah, I am going to go by 10 points. I'd go by maybe seven. I think that stuff will start to come back, but come back a little bit slowly. I think the main thing to really um, to look at here is going to be field position, you know? And this is something that the guys in Packers.com raised on the site this week, was that the Packers, when they, had, when they started from their 20-25 yard line, I mean, they didn't do too well, but when we got good field position, so I think we had the blocked punt um, and we got good field position. We nearly started at halfway. We went down and scored a touchdown and then we had the interception then against the Jags. We went down, scored a touchdown. So I think we're very successful when we have 
uh, good field position. And I think that's what we need in this game. We need to sort that out as well. And I think we will do that. And we're at home. So I reckon there'll only be a touchdown in it and that we'll start slow. But I do believe that this is where we're going to continue to get from this game a bit of momentum that we lost in week six last year. Um, I definitely think we're going to get it back. We've got four consecutive games. We've got the bye week in between for people to get healthy, you know, to look over the opponent and plan for them. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going maybe 27-20 because I think, you know, we're going to start putting touchdowns on the board and I think the Lions will do the same because we can't deny that Matt Stafford um, is definitely on the fence to be one of those great quarterbacks. Um, I, you know, I think I respect him a lot anyway and I think that he's shown he's more well-rounded now with Megatron gone. So it's going to be a good game though, right? Yeah, I, I don't know that it's going to be a good game, but I think it's going to be a bounce-back game. And to be fair, any game that's a W is, is a good game. The other thing as well, if you guys are still looking for positives. We haven't given you enough yet. Here's one, and this is the best one. It's a 6 o'clock kickoff here in the UK, as opposed to last week at a half one in the morning kickoff. Uh, you know, there was a lot of us going to work at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning on either no or one or two hours sleep. So this one, thank God, 6 o'clock in the evening. You know, the game will be all done by just after 9 and uh, we'll hopefully be celebrating that win. Yeah, because you know what? It's nothing worse than getting up after. What did we have, like an hour, an hour and a half sleep or whatever? I mean, Misery Monday is miserable. I had an hour and a half sleep and I think I was still feeling it Wednesday. So... Oh, yeah. Ooh, but I'm not moaning. No, no. Well, I am moaning, but but not really. Because look, not the, the regular season's back. Jesus, how long did we wait for this? And that's the thing, blinking, you miss it, guys. So you got to stay up. You got to go to work on an hour's sleep. That's just what we do. Yeah, that's what we do, brah. But this is the thing, right? Is that in UK Packers HQ when it gets into the regular season? It just gets ridiculous here. So we've got like over a million uh, tweet impressions and thousands and thousands of profile views and all this type of gear on Twitter. Facebook's getting lit up. Instagram people are getting on there and tagging us and, and do that. Like, you know, tag our stuff and we love to retweet your stuff and show us if you're going to work wearing your Packers jersey, throw it on, throw your jersey on the dog, get the wife into the jersey when she's asleep. You know, have a baby, put it in Packers gear, don't worry about it. Send it in and we'll give you a retweet and stuff because it's all about just connecting Packers fans. And speaking of, do not forget that the Green Bay Packers are sending over a camera crew to record a docu-series about interesting Packer fans in the UK and we're hosting them here. So we're going down to the Hippodrome in London and they're going to be there and they're going to want to speak to people, interesting Packer fans. We put out a newsletter to tell people about it so let's just clear something up it's on the 1st of October it's in the Hippodrome in London you don't need tickets you can walk in there's going to be t-shirt giveaways on the day there's going to be it starts at 6 o'clock by the way we're going to it's the bye week um, and the international series game is the day after so you know come down we're going to be playing reruns of the Super Bowls you know obviously the ones we win um, so you know how it's going to end it's going to be great uh, so so that's the aspect too we're going to have DraftKings there we're going to have dudes from Gridiron Magazine there and we've had such a massive response haven't we Ryan on the email we've had people coming in and telling us all kinds of stories yeah it's going to be great and and this this film crew they really do want to speak to you guys they want to speak to the fans you know um, they want to know your stories and this is your chance to be a part of it this, this will be on the Packers website it will be on American TV hopefully It'll be on, on TV here in the UK and Ireland as well. Um, so, look, this is your chance to really be part of something special. The other thing is, and I said it last week, this is our chance to show America, to show Green Bay, um, and all the guys that 
are involved in the NFL and everything else. So there's a serious, serious Green Bay following, a, you know, fan base here, the UK and Ireland. And of course, further into Europe as well. You know, we get more and more followers every single week coming from, you know, countries that are, are way, way away in Europe. So, you know, there's a big fan base here. This is our chance to say, look, we're here, we're supporting you. And, and you never know what might happen in the future. Yeah, and like, I mean, we've had groups contact us, Packers, France, Packers, Sweden, Packers, Spain, all the way across Europe. And it is an important, you know, it's we want to be taken seriously. We want to be taken seriously in America, um, which I think we have achieved, you know, because between the podcast and all you lads on Twitter, I mean, just ask form questions and so do we. And I think, you know, they really take us serious over here and we have to really thank the Americans too. I mean, they give us so much support. We're never laughed at. We're never scoffed at. Anytime we go over to Lambo, they just accept us with open arms. And you know what, Ryan? I don't think... I don't think we give them enough credit, you know, because I'm not the sort of stereotype and lump them all in together. Of course, you have some bad apples everywhere, you know, Ireland, England, America, whatever, you know, because I don't think, you know, the Americans don't get that much respect today when they talk about soccer. You know, the minute they say, oh, I'm into soccer, we go, soccer, yeah, do you mean football? You know, despite the fact that the biggest show of a Saturday morning is called Soccer AM. So go figure. I had to laugh at that one, right? That's what I... Uh, someone said something on Soccer AM, like the, some American called it soccer, and they went, <laughs> soccer? Football, is it? And I'm sort of thinking, the name of your show is Soccer AM? What are you talking about? So, you know, we have to thank the Americans too for being so kind, so friendly, and not looking at us like complete weirdos. And this documentary will be a real insight to how you experience the Packers, because, Ryan, we've received crazy emails, right? It's one guy saying he was a Packers fan since 1983. He saw them on Channel 4. He's been a crazy fan since in the 80s that's a bad time yeah yeah strange time to pick up the team but the other thing he said which is great is he's also going to join up he's going to be out in the in the states with us when we go on our trip isn't he and it's the first time he's going to travel out to lembo so you know we love reading this stuff as well because we we you know we this is why we did this is because we set it up because we what we didn't know any packers fans we wanted to meet them and you know now we know well hundreds if not thousands of Packer fans now that we can call friends. And that's the whole point of this. It is. And I mean, you know, we put out that uh, sort of picture every now and then of Aaron Rodgers with his hand draped over Mike McCarthy. And it says, you know, this isn't football, this is family. And look, it's going to sound corny and cheesy, whatever, right? And the Irish as well, I mean, we're renowned for not showing our emotions, but I love you guys. I love you so much. You know, it's look, we're all a family and we like chatting to you and get to know you. And when we go down to the Super Bowl and we meet Packers fans, it's amazing. And some Americans have came down, some Wisconsin. We've always had Wisconsinites for some reason, haven't we, Ryan? Like, we don't plan it, but we just get yeah. contacted like two days before we meet for the Super Bowl going, oh, hey, I'm from Wisconsin. I'd love to come down and meet you guys and unbelievable people like seriously and yeah. and people we're still friends with now and we talk to regularly yeah know? and so, the lads meet up when we go to Wisconsin gone are the days guys where we have to sit in the spare room watching on our own not talking to anyone about it come down to our meets come and meet people share your views we can talk all night because uh, guess what nobody gets bored of talking about Green Bay right no and that's what we have in common and it's a lot to have in common because we spend all night just talking football and when it comes to you know I've, I've met people and, and bonded and, with them and drinking uh, yeah mostly drinking but like you know I've bonded with people uh, over you know having kids and all this type of gear so I mean you meet people like minded people there as well and don't feel like a weirdo if you're listening to this on your own in your car in your van in your house wherever and you feel like Jesus I'm not going down on my own come down on your own seriously because I'm in Ireland Ryan's in England I contacted him on my own he reached out to me on his own so I mean 
you know, this all started by two lads, both on their own, both with a shared interest, and look what it's developed into. So don't be afraid to send us an email with your story either. We're not looking at it going, why is this guy sending this? We're reading it and we're going, Jesus, this is amazing because we want to meet people like you. And so, more importantly, to the Packers, because, I mean, they're sending their camera crew over to meet you, lads. So if you're on your own, reach out to me and Ryan. Look, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you basically know us. You know that I have a kid, I never get any sleep. Half my bloodstream is actually made of caffeine and coffee. And you know that Ryan is seven foot five, is built like a Greek god, and you know, there's loads of rumors going around about him that, you know, he's like a character from Boogie Nights, but I don't want to get into that. We just let's just keep it PG. I didn't I didn't know that Buddha was a Greek god. <laughs> but okay, I mean you learn something new every day, dude. That's cool. Oh yeah, come down to the meat, rub his belly, I mean you'll have seven years good luck. It's what's happened to me. <laughs> so honestly I think we'll wrap it up there I think that was too much of a love I fest think, um, I think that's come to an end but yeah. make sure you come to London is yeah. basically the message exactly and okay look I'm Irish gifted a gab really quickly on the day after our meet so the 1st of October is when we're meeting the day after if you're going to the international series we have a real treat for you and get onto our newsletter on our website ukpackers.co.uk it's weird saying that as an Irishman Get on there and subscribe to the newsletter because we're sending out an offer to come to a tailgate party um, after. So it's on the Sunday just before. It's beside Wembley. It's free food, free drink, and there's a celeb in there that's going to sign some merch for you. So you have to get on that. Me, myself and Ryan are going to be there. Then I have the hot tail back to Ireland and um, to my little boy. Uh, but do stick around and then go to the game after. Free food and drink. I mean, what more can you want? It's right beside Wembley and it's going to be a blast, isn't it, Ryan? That's, that's a challenge. I mean, I can easily drink what that ticket's going to cost, let alone food as well, let alone getting to meet ex-NFL players that are going to sign stuff. You know, it's going to be well worth it and it just keeps that party going. Oh, yeah. And I mean, as you said, pints around Wembley, and I know this, even being an Irishman, are ridiculous. So if you can get in there, skull a few pints, I mean, you'd be laughing. And it's a, it's a fantastic event. And as well as that, those the Packers documentary guys are going to be there as well, and they're going to want to speak to you there. So if you cannot make air meet on the Saturday, make sure you show up on the Sunday because you get to see the crew, get your face on a Packers documentary that should go across America. So it's exciting stuff. I've just got to bring this up because I know we're, I know we're all doing that. Uh, we're nearly going to go, but uh, just one more thing. <laughs> you forgot to do your impossible question, so does that make it 3-3? Three, three? Or are no. you going to ask a real quick one now and I'm going to give you a quick fire answer and get it right? This isn't a Sunday league football match here where you get a walkover if the guy doesn't show up. That's not how we roll here, okay? I know you're the kicker who missed the kick and you know, you're used to this type of gear. Yeah. That's not how we I'm roll. Just, I'm just looking at all the fans now outside the studio window and they're going... They're going, impossible question, man. Get it done. Get it done. We want Team UK, baby. Okay. And you've just disappointed them. Let me hit you with one. Okay, go. Are you ready? That always reminds me when you do that of uh, when DX used to come in or Triple H. You see, I I didn't watch fake lady wrestling, so I don't know what you're talking about. Do not say that. That's the only sport where there's no (laughs) off-season. I tell you, the the only experience I've ever had with wrestling was there was a guy in my class in secondary school. He was mental. Right, they used to call him Mad Maddie, and what he used to do was it was for a reason. The great crack, this guy, unbelievable fun. He used to think wrestling was real, and he'd go up to the sort of you know the weakling in the class. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hang what? on, hang on, what? Are it you telling real. me bouncy rubber bases and overacting and well, throwing gonna, each other? Gonna, well, we're gonna fall out. Yeah, we probably are. Well, this is my perspective. I'm telling my opinion, right? Okay, leave me alone. So this guy, he used to go up and do actual wrestling moves as if the floor wasn't the bouncy floor. Like, this was hard tiles. This guy used to get his face bashed in. And of course, secondary school, no one did that in about him. You know, we let him off. What was it, the suplex or uh, 
duplex is that an apartment or is that a wrestling movie not a suplex come on man okay it sounds almost right. edible let's let's because come on we're gonna suplex fall out of the wrestling okay are you ready let's for your question it. impossible question go quick fire you ready boom so at the start of the podcast i mentioned the highest score that the packers racked up against the lions it was a 50 to 7 win in 1940 do you see where this is going around there not really because you're bound to pull a u-turn at some point so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna wait until the question is asked no u-turn can't make u-turns can't overtake on this road so no when they won that game let's see how <laughs> let's see how much you because this is topical right because you know next week we're heading over to london we're going to be asking people questions from the history thing to win a t-shirt so we can't credibly ask them questions and look like the overlords of Packers history, the keepers of the history books in the annals of time in Green Bay, if we don't know the stuff ourselves. So I'm going to embarrass you, one. So you're going to ask me a question from 1940. You're damn right I am. Now, I'm not going to go too impossible here, like who kicked the field goals or whatever, because I wouldn't expect someone... Who was someone. the kit manager? <laughs> Dave Robinson. So my question to you is, and this is why it's hard, I'm going to tell you why it's hard, because I want to mess with your head. Alex Ferguson style, Jose Mourinho style, Jim Caldwell style, in fact. The Packers won 50-7. to seven. I want you to name two things for me. One of them should be very easy. He's one of my so all-time favorite. two players. questions I've got to get right to get yeah, one but, point. Yeah, but come on. Like, one of them's, one of them's mad easy. Two questions for one point. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, like, if you, I'll tell you what. You get minus a point if you don't get the wide receiver. I'm, my question to you is, who played quarterback that day for the Packers? Mm-hmm. And who scored one of the touchdowns? Now look, they won fifty to seven. Well, look, look. I think you pretty much just gave away the 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 receiver. Go on. Because I'm thinking there's one big big name around that time, and you've just said, you know, if you don't get that, then so I'm going Don Hudson with that. M- massive man crush on that man. Massive man crush. Love Plus, him. Yeah, I I know that he's like your favorite all time player. Oh, I love him. And look, I've I've done up the podcast studio. I sent Ryan pictures of it. It's unbelievable, Ryan, isn't it? Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful sight. Yeah, so what I need, what I need is, I need some Don Hudson merch to throw in there. If anybody has Don Hudson merch that they want to sell to me, send to me, or whatever, do it, right? I'll forever love you. Now, my question to you is, Ryan, what quarterback that day was playing? Now, why this is difficult? Hold on. on. What I need to know at this point, what I need to know at this point, because we need to get this straight. Is it now, because you were winning Mm 3-2, is it now you're winning 3 to? 2.5 or do i need both halves of this question to get one point you need both halves because if you were going to get that wide receiver question wrong you know there was i was going to have to get a man green and mike daniels and all these people to beat you up uh, because not on but you got down hudson so we're good we're golden right you're still on the throne of uk Packers. okay so quarterback quarterback that time yeah i've got two names in mind for that time well let me jump in there and say there was three quarterbacks on the roster so are we talking, and you're probably not going to give me a clue, but are we talking genuine three quarterbacks? Are we talking like one was a running back that did a bit of quarterbacking? Or? No, genuine, genuine, yeah. So now my question to you is, who was it? Because there's, right, so you said that you knew two, you didn't know about the third one. That might be fatal in this question. No, see, I can't, no. I'm going, right, so the two I've got, Cecil Isbell, Arnie Herber. Okay. Because those are the two that I remember from round about that time. Okay, I think Irv Comp, I think, comes a lot later. And previous to that, Arnie Herber pretty much did it. So, from what I remember, 
Uh, I don't. Well, same from what I remember. I don't really remember. Basically, I've got two, and I've got to pick one way or the other. Fifty-fifty action. Yeah, you're forgetting. You're but not even know. going to a number three here. No, I think well, that I don't, could I don't be know a mistake. Who it is. No, I, I don't know. You're trying to put me off, but I don't know. Even, and I'm sorry to the guy. You know, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm sorry to the guy, but I, I can't. I don't know the other guy. So it's one of the two. It's either Cecil or Arnie. I am going to go Cecil Isbell. Why? Why? Because mm. <laughs> it's a 50-50 pick and one of them's got to be right, surely. I thought you had some reason like, C is my favourite letter and I... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Cecil Isbell. I thought I was going to put you off at that third quarterback action. I thought, because in, in my head, the way I'd work then, I'd be like, hmm, okay, there's a third one I don't know. Bet you and the two other boys got injured or they were benched or there was something happened mentally. So, yeah. oh, who's the other third guy then? Because I seriously have no idea. Hal Van Every was his name. Hadn't a breeze. Didn't know he was even on the roster until I was looking into this impossible question. Right. So, okay. Three, three. So for all your tricks, I'm back to three, three. See, I'm getting into mind games now. Mm. A roll. We, we still have need to... some suggestions for what the loser's going to get at the end of the season. Yeah, so far we've had uh, wear a Bears jersey in Lambeau. No, like we're going to Lambeau in yeah, like what, two weeks. Don't kill us, guys. There's yeah. no need to make sure one of us gets beaten the bejesus out of, yeah. to use an Irish term. <laughs> this is what we all use over here. Standard vocab. Yeah, yeah, look, don't. we want to go to Lambeau and enjoy it, not go over there and be buried. So that's and it's too early anyway. I mean, it's not all going to be decided before we go to Lambo. I reckon. I reckon make the loser sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl pie. So I hope you can sing, Steve. Oh, you have a wonderful voice. I, I did a gig once, right, and uh, on guitar and stuff. I'm actually a saxophone player by trade. Well, not by trade. I just did it in my part time. Got to grade eight baller so i was playing a gig with guitar it was on my bucket list right just something i always wanted to do and i got up and i sang i thought i bossed it and someone come up to me at the bar after and he goes you sound like that guy and i was like oh who do you know that guy the famous lad the oh, jesus you know the guy and i was like who michael jackson that's it and i was like what <laughs> michael jackson hold on a second michael jackson as in the girly one with his top open you know milky white line in fields of puppies singing to elvis's granddaughter or daughter whoever the hell she was or the michael jackson that's badass when I, th- when I say it out loud now, I'm just going to say it, wearing leather and zips. I mean, that doesn't sound any better, does it really? Uh, anyway. I can't imagine that, but maybe we've get to find out. Maybe you do. The Michael Jackson bad version. Yeah. You know. But anyway, well, I'm not going to lose, so it's not going to... No, I think I like I, the I bet say, that you have to I wear would... a Bears jersey at the Super Bowl party in February. Uh, it's going to be epic, don't know. man. don't know. I don't think I can ever put that thing on. So in an not, unrelated matter, if anybody enough, has... Not enough showers can wash that filth off well ryan i'm just gonna do a public public service announcement before i um get off this podcast if anybody it's has a public an, service announcement it is yeah if anybody has an xl bears jersey can you please send it to uk packers hq um and we'll see if it fits ryan thanks i was gonna say you've gone up a couple of sizes yeah i'll tell you since the baby arrived i've been doing nothing but eating chocolate fingers and uh lucasite yeah but it's a stressful time for you it is Ryan, so be easy on me, will you? Anyway, I think look, we've right, we've, we've waffled really got enough. to wrap this yeah, thing we've got up to wrap now, it up. We keep adding bits on, and it's going to be about four hours long. And guys have gone to driven to work and driven all the way home again, and they're still going to be listening. Oh yeah, and they've just hit the unsubscribe button as they step out of their car. So don't that's, do it. <laughs> stop, stop what you're doing. So guys, from at Steedy NFL, at UK Packers, and me old buddy, me old pal, at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye for this week. Good day. <laughs>